see. See how many Troy rushes here. They have everybody back to try to knock one down. Three-man rush. Chase going to step up in the pocket. Sets. Throws. High into the air. It's up for grabs. It is juggled. <laughs> Deflected back into the arms of Christian Horde. He they stormed the field. App State wins on Miracle on the Mountain Part 2. Final score, App State 32, Troy 28. It is great to be a Mountain here. Just where are you going? Where are you going? You're not going to the bar again, are you? You like hanging out, drinking beer at the bar, talking sports? Come on out and join us weekly. Guys at the Bar Talking Sports, your podcast for just that. Hanging out, drinking some beer, talking sports. Have fun with the guys at the bar talking sports, Dad. Do you want to help support the show? Well, we're doing it for beer. So go ahead and buy us a beer. You can do that through Venmo at Guys of the Bar Talking Sports. And we'll look forward to drinking that beer on you. All right, y'all. This is your boys, Guys of the Bar Talking Sports, with another episode. It is episode six of season three. We appreciate all y'all listeners that keep on listening every week, share the show, subscribe, and uh, give us a five-star rating and review. If you can, that's always the best thing in the world. This is a show where a bunch of guys get together at a bar, drink beer or vodka tonics or makers, or makers and, uh, and talk smack about every football team we can and try to have a general uh, interesting conversation that will lead you guys to... Uh, Better, better Saturdays. Better informed. Better informed. There Saturdays. we go. We have the most informed listeners in in the world, I would say. So uh, we have a founding member of the show. The OG. OG. The OG. So actually, we have three of the founding, all three of the founding members of the show. You know, I'm feeling a little inadequate now. In you some, in hey, some so. random that pops up for every every you show, here, man. Every show last season and this season. So they found a vagrant this year. Uh, he's been actually this guy's been doing it with me for a while. My man, my man Ripper's been doing it with me. Season for a two while for now. the Ripper. All season two and season three. So we gotta give him credit where credit's due. But what season f- are we in? Season three. season three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we do have a founding member that we have under contract. He did sign <laughs> the contract today, and I don't want to say what he are signed we it this with. Guy? Uh, no, no one get. Well, he's making lots of money virtually. We'll say that. <laughs> Virtual <laughs> currency, we'll say, and it's not Bitcoin or anything like that. But we got my man, the Rebel. He's back. What up? Had to make it tonight. <laughs> what are you drinking, Rebel? 
Makers, man. This is the only thing worth drinking. And you're eating some onion rings as well. Yeah, my wife will hate me later. That sounds deep. Yeah, yeah, she will definitely hate you. Especially after some makers, a lot of makers going down as well. This is true. Ripper the Predictor, he's back in action. He made it. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing good. Uh, got my cold yingling in front of me and uh, ready to get moving on. Where is yingling from again? No, that was last week. We're not doing that again. We're not doing that again? No. Oh, come on. No, you, That's no. old news, man. Makers. Yeah, yeah. Where's Makers from? Kentucky, man. Okay, Kentucky. There you go. <laughs> That's do, you know who, do, you know, do you know who was the creator of Makers Mark? You're supposed to look this up before you get on the show. And I'm a bourbon steward. I should know this, and I don't know. That is the rule, man. All right, you're gonna, you're canceled. Canceled. Yeah. Can we see that contract again? Yeah, we're ripping up this contract. You're you're fired. We got my man Chopper. What's up? Always a steadfast person on the show. You know he's gonna be here. He might be five minutes late, but he was not five old, minutes late tonight. Old faithful. Old faithful. What are you drinking, my a man? Cold, tasty beer. What is it? Cold, tasty beer. A what? Cold, tasty beer. Is that the name of the beer? Yeah. Are you? Oh, really? That's what I'm calling it today. Oh, okay. We're just we're just not until the names. sponsorship money starts coming in. That's right. That's oh. right. I see what you're doing there. That's right. Is okay. that a metaphor for Pat's Blue Ribbon? Wow. Yeah, that's a, a PBR cold it, on tap is look, not bad. It looks very similar to what Ripper is drinking. Though, it does right? look very similar, but yeah, since since that... Mine's from Akron, though. Since that brewery that starts with a Y does not sponsor the show, I don't think we should even name these places these places anymore. That's true. Until all that beer money starts rolling in through Venmo, baby, which you can do it. Guys, the Bardock on Sports is your at Venmo Guys, the bar on sports is how you buy us buy a beer. Buy me a drink, please. Please buy me a drink. We'll work for beer. You give it to the guy that holds the sign on the side of the road when he says, just doing this for beer, right? Now, at least you can do is buy us a beer. Too. You spend money in a lot worse ways, I can assure you that. Yeah, <laughs> get, get us a little bit tanked and we'll be good to go. We don't even get tanked, though. We just drink a couple. Yeah. You know, it's always just for good fun. But let's move on, because there's a lot of football going on this week. But I did want to open up the floor to my man, the Rebel, because he has a lot to talk about from his alma mater. Dude, let me tell you what. Give it to me. Game day. Should we pull the microphone right up to your right up to your face? Ready? Go. I was going to say I could put it in my mouth, but that would be inappropriate. That would be um, inappropriate. Game day was fantastic. The what, game was the game, fantastic. What game? Where? Appalachian State versus Troy in Boone. First time game day goes to Boone. First time Lee Corso puts on the Mountaineer headgear. It won't be the last. It was such a fantastic day, beautiful weather, crowd support. You go to the game. My heart can't take very many games like that, but the magic on the mountain continues. I mean, a heartbreaker against North Carolina. We score 40 in the fourth to make it interesting. We go to we go to College Station and kick the crap out of them, and they're smart-ass students. And then on top of that, come back and have game day, win the game. It's just it was it was one of the if not the greatest football experience I've ever had. I feel like we're all App State fans in America right now because oh, yeah. of this whole. Well, Unless you're A&M or... I actually, I, I, I actually saw an A&M post on Twitter today and was like, I will say this, if I was not an A&M fan, I would be really pulling for you guys to do well. And so, 
they they have halt they've they've caught the attention in the heart of America. It's just how long can the party continue? Uh, being a realistic fan, they better find some defense in a hurry, or the party will come crashing down this weekend against a very tough James Madison team that leads the country in offense and only allows ten yards rushing per game. You heard me right, ten yards rushing two games. per game. Two games. two games, but now to be fair, those two games. Who were they against? We need to preface this just so you Mountaineers out there don't lose hope. They were against Middle Tennessee and Norfolk State. So there's something to be said for that, but they do have an open week coming into Boone this weekend. It's going to be a tough fight, but the cool thing about it is they're actually talking about it on the sports shows. What are the Mountaineers doing this week? Because if anything, whether you like them, you hate them, you love them, it doesn't matter. They're playing exciting football right now. And can they hold on to their coach this year? Absolutely. He was a teammate of mine in yeah. Boone. He is he's, a lifer. He's a lifer. They, they just right. you got to keep in mind with this. If he, if he's they, like a Fitzgerald at Northwestern, he's not. He, he's the he's the next Jerry Moore, who was there for twenty four years, who actually put the program on yeah, the map. Cool. He, uh, they can throw him, they can throw him a high six figure contract, and that's like getting a high seven figure contract somewhere yeah. outside of Boone. He loves it. He All loves right. it there. I don't see him leaving as long as he's successful. And I'm really excited about where the program's headed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Texas cool. A&M fans, getting back to what you said, they should be rooting for App State because it'll. If the more y'all win, the more App State wins, the better that loss looks to A&M, right? So if they're ranked in the top ten, they lost. So, so let me preface it like this from a Mountaineer perspective. I would love to see North Carolina win the ACC. Just that win looks fantastic. Fantastic. Aside if the Auburn War Eagle here can't oh, win yeah. the West, I would love to see Texas A&M win the West and play oh, yeah, for the yeah, SEC yeah. Championship. All of a sudden, these wins, these the, the close loss, just makes us look that much better when it comes toward the end of the year. Again, all this on the pretense that we can keep the party going. All it takes is a few critical bad losses along the way, and we are forgotten into oblivion. And let's be well, honest. You know, okay, I'll let you I don't, know, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I can say that for the longest time, Troy has actually been like that App State kind of team for me. Absolutely they are. You know what I mean? They're, they're like Troy, Southern Miss, these players that don't get into the big schools and kind of have a chip on their shoulder. Yes. And they come out and they – I'm telling you, those teams beat teams. I mean, it, I, I, were, it, I were, everybody they, was saying, you know, Appetite's going to beat you. I was like, no. Troy's a good team. I, I didn't. Troy's a good I, team. I was concerned with the yeah. game from the standpoint of yeah. there's one thing with Troy every year. They may they may lose big, and that's not to talk about the score. When you want to look at the fundamentals of playing the game and the fundamentals of coaching the game, they yeah. have a great coach. Yeah. They have great kids. Yeah. And they're a team in the Sun Belt. You talk about a team when you're looking down, are we going to have a successful year? You see them on your schedule. You go, ah, I'd rather yeah. be playing somebody else. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah. no, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, those what, kids in Alabama, they, they didn't get a look from Auburn. They didn't get a look from Alabama, but they are good dang players, man. Absolutely. You know? and, and I feel Same. like in today's world of NIL, you have these kids, and I didn't foresee this happening, is you have these kids that aren't getting these big money contracts, and if you get the big money at a big school, they expect you to play. And so, therefore, now you're having a lot of these transfers moving out. You look at Appalachian State's quarterback, Chase Bryce. He was at Clemson. He transfers to Duke. He now transfers to Appalachian, and he makes pulls no bones about it that those were great experiences, but he has finally found the fit that fits him. Last year, uh, receiver Sutton was a Kansas State 
transfer that came in and lit it up, actually got signed as a free agent in the NFL. So, you know, it's, to your point, you know, Alabama and Auburn can only offer but so much. And you think about it, what's the next biggest school in Alabama aside right. from Troy? Yeah, there, there isn't. Right. So yeah. I can tell you, it's a solid, solid program. Yep. We got lucky to get out of there with a win, but I'll take it with a smile on my face and was so glad I was oh, there to witness it. Ripper, what are your thoughts, man? You're kind of quiet over there. No, no. Uh, we, we, we've got our resident App State expert. <laughs> I say go, man. No, we're I mean, good, man. I can, do this, I can do this all night. I'll, I'll yeah, wrap yeah. it up with it was a great weekend. I was glad I was there to experience it, and I can only hope we keep the train rolling and we get to experience it again. No, I'm very happy for you. That's awesome. I appreciate it, brother. Well, let's dig in to some of these games that are coming out this weekend and the top 25 matchups that are going on. I think there was only three of them that were top 25 matchups, and then I had a couple of other games that I wanted to talk about as well. Uh, let's start off with the Arkansas and Texas A&M games, since we were just talking about Texas A&M anyway. And I think that they're a little bit I, – I, I, at rank number 23, I think – that there's a little bit of shell shock on anyone's part to give them that much credit. And then again, they beat Miami last week, but barely beat them, right? Um, Arkansas is the favorite in this game right now. I think they're ranked number 10. Uh, they have a one-two punch of quarterback K.J. Jefferson and Raheem Sanders, their running back. I mean, they have a running game like you wouldn't believe. Um, I'm not convinced about Arkansas's defense, though. I said that I said that when they were going to play South Carolina as well. Arkansas's defense, running the ball, they're stopping people, but on, on that secondary and their corners, people are putting up 300 yards consistently against, against Arkansas. The thing is, is does Texas A&M have the ability to throw the ball with whichever quarterback they decide to come out with on this? Ripper, I'm going to start with you on this because – You've been a little bit silent, and you're, and, and it's not like you. You like to talk. Uh, you know, I like to take my turn, and that's what I'm doing. So, <laughs> so take your turn, my man. Yeah, I, I think Arkansas has been overrated. You uh, think the, Arkansas is overrated? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The entire entire uh, two last two weeks they've been in the top ten. Um, they struggled last week with their former head coach Bobby Petrino and. Who was it, Missouri State or Missouri Technical College, something like that? Yeah, so Missouri put up 40 yards rushing, but 375 right. yards through the air. Right. Yeah. So that's um, a weakness that Arkansas has. Right. That and, Texas- and, it's, and as we just learned um, from Rebel and from the last three weeks of college football, App State's not a pushover. They're a pretty good, solid you know, football team. Um, Texas A&M does have a lot of talent. I think they're trending in the right direction. They just did just knock off the number 13 team. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, A&M to prevail and get a top 10 victory here. I'm going with A&M too. Um, big thing, a uh, night game at Kyle Field. And, I, and, and they don't have a choice, but, uh, I mean, that they have to win this game. My pick is A&M from the standpoint of they can. there's a lot of things you can question about A&M. You can question – commitment you can question coaching you can question a lot of things what you cannot question is talent and what does talent need it needs time it needs reps and I think what you will see from Texas A&M as the year goes on they will get better 
and better. And by the end of the season, they potentially could be the team everyone thought they could be just from the standpoint of this talent. You got to think about it like this. Individual talent's got to become a team. And how do you do that? By playing the game. So by the end of the year, I my prediction is they're not going to be a team you want to play. Am I saying they're going to beat Alabama? No, I'm not saying that. Am I saying they're going to go to the SEC Championship and beat Georgia? No. But I'm saying a team like Arkansas, who's on the up and up, this kind of sort of, not to be cliche, can be a trap game from them just from the standpoint of they have something to prove now. Coming in the game, they got told, it's like the old Mike Tyson thing, you're great till you get punched in the mouth. Texas A&M got punched in the mouth. Now they have the chip on their shoulder like everybody else did. Not so fast, Rebel. <laughs> Not so fast. And the reason why I say that is you have skin in the game. You said it earlier. You want Texas A&M. It did so sound there was, there, there was a little bit of hope in that commentary. You're a little there. bit of hope and a little bit of bias. And Texas A&M against Miami had just barely over 200 yards of offense. No, I'm not. No, barely I, over 200 yards of offense. I would agree with this everything team, you just said. This is a team that is having struggles on offense, like you would not believe. They can't run the ball, and I mean Arkansas is going to stop any run you put against them. They had 40 yard or 80 yards total in the last two games at running against. Arkansas. So I'm, I'm going to pivot for a second. But if they can pass, hold on. If they can pass the ball then Texas A&M should have a chance to win, but there's no shot because they need to have both the, they need to have running and passing and Texas A&M doesn't have it. So a pivot. If they're as bad as you claim they are, do they run Jimbo out of town for $40 million at the end of the year? They don't run Jimbo out of town. <laughs> Jimbo Fish is one of very few coaches that have a national championship in his belt. It's been a while. It's been 10 years. I think it was 2012. They will make there. him want to leave, though. They will make, they will make it very uncomfortable. They will. He'll <laughs> stay there, get his paycheck. He will not like Wouldn't you? He will not like this. Wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I digress. It will not be fun. <laughs> Let's jump down fun. to Gainesville, Florida. Actually, sorry, to Knoxville, Tennessee, where we have the number 11 Tennessee Volunteers playing Number 20, Florida. Who's got skin in the game now? I got a lot of skin in the game. But, li- but hear me out. Hear me out because I, I, I have a lot to say on this. The line for this game favors Tennessee by 12 points, right? Anthony Richardson has been inconsistent even in friendly environments like Gainesville. I mean, it's, it's his home. He can't play against Kentucky. He had a hard time playing against U- USF, right? This is going to be a very unfriendly environment in Knoxville. Game, Honestly, day, game day's in town. Yeah, those little doubts that Richardson <laughs> has in his head after an interception is going to be coming back. And, it, and with this crowd booing him and yelling at him, it's going to be in his and, head. And add a little nuance to this. That crowd's Ten- going to beat him down. Ten- Tennessee has lived on hope for, what, now 15 years. And for the first time, that hope has some roots. Yeah. So, therefore, yeah. and to your point, that game is going to be, from their perspective, insane. This crowd has oh, waited yeah. for this game with this team oh, since yeah. Phil Fulmer yeah, left, and now, they are going yeah. to be nuts. Now, yeah. Tennessee's been playing good on both sides of the ball. I've been looking for a weakness in their offense. I've been looking for a weakness in their defense. You I better hope they get sick. I don't see it. I, I don't little... see it. The only thing is, that's what I was about to get at. The only thing is, Cedric Tillman and J- Jabari Small is out for this game coming up. And those are their two highest producers on offense. 
So that being said, I don't know. Tennessee might might have a struggle because of that. <laughs> He's reaching for You're straws. You still, all right, so Tennessee still has is it Hendon Hooker as their quarterback. Yeah. He's he he's not out. He's not out. He's the facilitator <laughs> of that offense. No, no. Um, but Cedric Tillman puts up like over a hundred yards past, or you know, and, they, and they're still and, the ball and they're still playing kneeling, right? In yeah. front of a hundred and ten thousands and the thousands and thousands. <laughs> now the one thing is, is it gives me hope that there's a few injuries there. Now that's a sucky way to win. But yeah. I don't well, think. both of these programs, I think, are like rebound programs. I think Tennessee is a little bit further on the rebound than than Florida well, is here's, right now. Yeah, I give the edge to Florida. Well, I mean, uh, Tennessee because they're at home, a little further on the rebound. Um, here's the here's the here's the here's the the X factor for the Florida folks out there. In my opinion, is even though he's still trying to get acclimated, Billy Napier is one of the best schemers there is in this country. I have seen it for years, playing in the Sun Belt with Lafayette. The guy can coach. The gift to use your perspective. If there's a weakness, he will find it. Now, is it enough of a weakness for them to pull it out? Only time will tell. I don't see any weaknesses in Tennessee's offense or their defense. Ripper, give it to me. So Set me straight. Let me know what's going on. You know, I, I don't believe that Tennessee is in a rebounding year. I think they have, you know, rebuilt and established themselves behind no a young, talented coach. They're ranked 11th, and after this win, they're going to be in the top 10 for the first time since when. It's going to be huge for Tennessee moving forward. But you have a to win stay like there. This, Put a the win, program together right. and stay there. But you need that signature win, which they've struggled with for the last 15, 20 years. But well, you can get a signature win and be there. It doesn't mean you're going to stay So there. they're going to be the passerby yeah. observers that would not this year, this year, say that Florida is the signature win based off the fact of how they have performed this year. But I would agree that it is. In my perspective, it is. Look at when you play in the SEC East. There's games you circle. Unfortunately, Gamecocks. It ain't one of y'all. It's Georgia and it's Florida. You and this year, kind of, sorta. I ain't gonna lie, guys. Where's the Kentucky-Tennessee game? Oh man, that's, that's gonna be a barn burner that I will watch. Yeah. Like yeah. make it a point to watch for the first time ever in my possibility life. Possibility to be a top ten uh, matchup. Yeah, absolutely. I got, that's a possibility of a backhanded BCS berth, depending Absolutely. on... Because if you go into Georgia, Georgia's wrecking ball everybody. Rebel, what year is it? I don't know, man. We don't do the BCS anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. The playoffs. Do y'all know Anthony Richardson is the lowest, has the lowest QBR of any quarterback in the SEC His arm's right too now. strong, man. 110th in the country. It, yeah, it's not good. It's not man, good. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the Florida defense, man. Florida defense is, is I mean, ragged out, looking like crap. South, stop South the run. Florida, I watched South Florida run it, run South Florida from the ten yard line untouched. Currently, I, I think like, Tennessee no, is the third untouched. best team in the East. Currently, third after Kentucky. Ooh, yeah. oh, you're about to piss off some people, but I love it. That's okay. But <laughs> I need to see fine. more. I need to see more. But I've been saying all year, I think they're a top 15 team. Right now they're at 11, an opportunity to go to the top 10, and I think that happens. Look, here's what I take out of this, being the transplanted SEC fan. When was the last time the SEC East was this comparable to the SEC West? It's stronger. It's been 2002-2003 since you've had that much much talent. That parity on both sides. Yeah, the East is stronger than the West this year. Uh, 
You got Kentucky, you got Georgia, you got Tennessee. Yeah. There's three top you, 11 teams. Yeah. What do you, you really want to have in the West? You know, teams. Oh, uh, Mississippi State's terrible. Auburn's in a down it. year. Ole right. Miss, nobody knows. The East LSU's is stronger than in a the down West year. Tell me I'm wrong. Know, I don't know if I'd argue against that. Texas A&M, Arkansas, and Alabama are pretty That's good That's interesting teams, to think about that. I, I, never, I, I haven't ever given that to perspective, but I think it's a, it's a valid this point year? that we can discuss <laughs> Next week, about yeah, that's a great compare talking the point. size of the SEC. Is the East back? Is the East back? All right, that's ne- listen next week, and you'll hear it talked about, <laughs> y'all. My man, my man, the Rebel sounds like he might be back again. I don't know. He might. I did be. sign a contract. He did sign a contract. <laughs> it, when, when you got a contract signed with with some balls hanging from it, I mean. That it took some, it took some balls to sign that it contract. Took some balls. <laughs> you gotta be hung properly to sign that contract. Footballs, sure. that is. <laughs> All right, let, let's move on over to the other big game of the week, and that's gonna be number five Clemson at number twenty-one Wake Forest. Clemson faces their first ranked opponent of the season. I just went to sleep. This weekend, as they travel a short distance to play Wake Forest. Uh, Sam Hartman leads the Demon Deacons with the exception of two interceptions. He's been playing pretty damn good. He did have two interceptions against Liberty. Um, he's racked up 650 yards in the two games that he's played, though. That's pretty solid. Clemson has potentially four starters out for defense. That's going to be rough for them, especially against a dynamic offense like Wake Forest. Uh, who's thought? I mean, throw out some thoughts for me. Ripper, go. All right, so... I, I need to see some play out of Clemson's quarterback, Tuiamu Luo, however you say it. But you can see some play. He's terrible. Yeah. And, and real simply, he's been as the, one of the top-rated recruits coming out a couple of years ago. He's been inconsistent at best. Last weekend, I think he had like 12 carries for maybe 124 yards, which is pretty solid. If those two can perform and they can keep Wake Forest passing game at bay, that would be a good win for them. Again, I don't know why the hell they're in the top five, though. Here's Because they I, haven't lost yet. That's the only reason why. Why did they start in the top five? I mean, because, they they, finished, they went 10-3 and three last year. They finished strong, yes, yeah. but they looked awful doing it. Who else are you going to put there? I mean, that's, that's what I was saying before. You can, once you get past Georgia and Alabama, you can throw just anybody in there. I mean, that's just you stupid. throw a school, just you know, whoever you want in there. I mean, Ohio State's probably somewhere. We yeah, they're there, right? they're they're so they're right? Yeah, yeah, so is Michigan's pretty. I mean, this is our SEC fan. <laughs> Once you get past Georgia and Alabama, I mean, it's just a free for all. It must be Chopper hard to be in a down here. Chopper only thinks <laughs> SEC football. Here's, here's what I will tell you: is this now? Granted, when I say traditionally, the last five to seven years is the exception to the rule. But when you go back and you look at Clemson before the Dabo Sweeney years, and I granted that's a long way back, I get that. Wake Forest was a place they lost every time they went up there and played. They would be having a great year under Tommy Bowden, and Wake Forest would put a dagger through his heart. And the thing is this, last week Wake Forest had a hell of a game against Liberty. Liberty had an opportunity to beat them. I think it's called Yeah, they, they went were, for two. I think they it. were looking they over it, looking into this game. I think I don't think they prepped for Liberty. They have been prepping two weeks for this Clemson game, and they're going to come in. I want to say my upset pick of the week is Wake Forest over Clemson, but I think I'm thinking more with my heart, not my head. But I do think they cover the spread. Is that a night game Wake or a Forest. day game? It don't matter in Winston. 
Oh. Wake Forest. <laughs> I was, I was like, so Wake Forest did lose last year, forty-eight to twenty-seven, against a Clemson that was down last year as well. And I think they started out eight 0 last year. They Wake did. Forest. Wake Forest did. did start off eight and zero. Yeah. So they were. I think they were in the top ten. Here's here's the way I look at this. If Wake Forest can find a way defensively to come out and hit Clemson's quarterback in the mouth, he gets rattled. He gets rattled by farting the wind, and he'll start throwing picks all over the place and dropping the ball and acting like he's lost his mind. Not so fast. That is not so fast. Not all so I'm telling fast. you, if Wake Forest's defense can get after him early, <laughs> yeah. either they'll pull him or they will lose the game. DJ Ugalele has lost like 30 or 40 pounds or something like that. He's a little bit more maneuverable than he was last season. Which means he's more breakable, sir. But I <laughs> I, I, think that we've underestimated him just like a lot of people underestimated him. What games have you been watching? He is awful. He looked great when he stepped in for... When he was uh, flying around the plane with Dabo no. over the campus? Yeah, he looked great then. No, when he stepped in for uh, Sunshine. Um, yeah. In his oh, freshman year. A couple yeah. seasons ago, yeah. yeah. You know who else looked great when he stepped in for Sunshine? Chase Bryce. I'm just going to throw that little plug in there. My App State quarterback. <laughs> I'm, I digress. <laughs> I don't think any of them boys have the pretty hair of Sunshine, though. Now, last time we were talking about Sunshine on this show really was right before COVID happened on season one. He just when blanked. Dude, he just blanked. Huh? Who did Jacksonville just blink? Who what? Who did they just shut out? Jacksonville just shut out somebody last week. Oh, yeah. It, I don't remember who they played. Do you remember who they, Jacksonville played last week? Um, was it Indy? Indianapolis. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't yeah. score. Oh, 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 one and one. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, ain't it? Yes. We're, we're not there yet, though. We're not, we're not, the we're not talking yet. NFL yet. And we hardly talk NFL on the show because that's not my primary love. My primary love is college football. Fair enough. Specifically SEC college football, but I like Big Ten college football when I'm watching the... Demolition to SEC. Nebraska, man. I love Nebraska. Uh, Speaking of Nebraska, again, another report comes out today that Urban Meyer is in the office talking. Are they that stupid? No, he's consulting. No, 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 no. So you heard it here first on Guys in the Bar, Sports. On Friday, there's a press conference schedule where they're going to announce Urban Meyer's a coach starting next season, not this season. Oh, what? It's done. Signed, sealed, delivered. You heard it here on Guys Bar. Oh, that poor kicker. Oh, man, I sure hope you're right. I sure hope you're right. You heard it, man. I have inside information. I have have they people. started carving the tombstone for the Nebraska program if that happens. Urban Meyer can... He's, he's going to turn a program won, around. He's, he's going to win won, games. He's, he's going to do that. He's won two national championships with two you know different what? college football teams. You know what? I, 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 Who I, else has done that? I will rescind that statement now with NIL because now he will pull donors in that will pay players through the nose. I'm telling you, yeah. I, you know what? I, I Now that I process this for a minute, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but... They aren't going to have. They're going to have much greater talent pool. Let's put it. I just wonder how long he's going to last until he starts having no, these before, health issues before, again. Before he's grind, so let's, let's grinding on a woman in his bar. No, 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 no. I don't ever want to talk about that. Where did you hear this information? We're not. So I have. I don't know ins- if this is. He's making stuff up. No, I have insider information through Facebook. Okay. I got a text, and that was the first thing I because thought Because the internet said so. No, 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 no. Facebook it's, said it's it? It's a sports reporter I follow that's from Nebraska. That's That reports I, on Nebraska. I read that on Wikipedia. <laughs> you did as well? No. I, oh, okay. So, that being said, 
guys at the bar talking sports will soon be paying NIL money to some of the Nebraska players. All that money that we have that's rolling in, we might buy them a beer or something like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's move Only on. if they're under 21, right? Let's move on, okay? Auburn and Missouri. Why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Did I bring up this game? I have a hunch. I would just leave, too. It's a down year. Why have I brought up this game tonight? I really don't know. Chopper, why have I brought up this game tonight? It's beyond me. Because Captain Captain Dinkin' Dunk at Missouri is just a terrible coach, but he had great talent at App State. Is that why? Okay. (laughs) Is, Is Missouri... The worst team in the SEC East, worse than Vanderbilt this yes. year. And is Auburn the worst team in the SEC West? No. Who's worse than Auburn on the SEC West? Mississippi State, me. maybe? No, no, no. LSU? Brian no. Kelly is what I'm going to go with. I'm not going to say LSU. I'm going to say Brian Kelly. Nope, they're He's going to win a game or two or five or seven. Ole but Miss. just because he has Brian Kelly. No, Ole Miss is like No, Ole Miss is, no, Ole Miss is pretty good. I, I mean, you have to, so you have that, to set so you, reality so you, here. So you this is to, the worst of the worst. So you wanted that. So you wanted to have a, a conversation about who's going to tank in both divisions. Who's going to? This is the. This is going to determine who's the worst. So this team. is why you brought this up. So my question this is: This is going to determine who's the worst team in the SEC. That game right there will determine so, who's the worst. I don't so, think so, no, so Chopper no, no. asked me Man, this. That is, that's that's it, a cold it, it blood right there. Vanderbilt. That's just. That's just asshole. That, that's mean. That's just yeah. downright me. Yeah. I, I don't where's know. The game, man. Where's the Vanderbilt game at? Is it in Nashville? The Missouri game or the Auburn game? No, the Missouri Vanderbilt game. Where is that oh, game? I'm no. not sure. I haven't looked up that hey, schedule. Chopper. Oh, Chopper, on behalf of guys at the bar talking I, sports, I would like to apologize to you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. My because, question is this. I think Auburn would beat Florida. Oh. oh. <laughs> Candy, we I'm need you any drinks. Boom. I'm not saying. I know that Missouri is the worst team in the SEC East. I didn't say anything about the worst in the SEC because it's probably listed as Missouri, Auburn, or excuse me, Missouri, Vanderbilt, maybe Florida's down there somewhere. Hey, I get South in, Carolina. I understand I'm in South so, Carolina now, so, so but is the slant toward, towards the SEC so severe that we're talking about the worst possible two teams in the SEC? No. Um, that's the talking not, no, point? No, no, no. No, I said possible. Guys, here's what I'm going to tell you. If you were going to have this conversation, yeah. and it pains me to say this, unless I see something different, it pains me to say this. You might want to put South Carolina in this conversation. Yeah. Because they are bad. Yeah. They are pretty bad. And I don't think it's because of lack of talent. I think they're just a hodgepodge of stuff. They haven't put it together. They've got talent. but They Georgia, don't have that kind of talent. Georgia State should have beaten them. Georgia could have beaten them with a water boy. Okay, so in, in Arkansas smacked them around. So if you want to have this conversation – in the let's go let's go to the e. I don't either. Yeah, you don't have the, Vanderbilt or South Carolina in the conversation. Uh, you know? And that pains me a lot. I'm a seasoned South Carolina ticket holder. That I mean, pains the three me. bottom teams I, could be Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Missouri. But I didn't say. I said SEC East. You have to narrow one team down to the worst on the SEC East. I don't think we know who that. Missouri. I don't, think, I don't think we know that. Not yet. Yeah, that's true. If you if you if you made me pick today, uh-huh. I would pick Missouri. Yeah. 
yeah. as the worst. Yeah, as the same worst. here. Yeah. So what I'm saying But I could is, easily, that could move week to week. <laughs> now, the SEC West, we all know, is way more competitive. The worst in the SEC West is probably better than the worst three teams in the SEC East. Sure. So that's what I'm saying. So, Auburn, which is kind of ironic because we just talked about how the East might the be parody. stronger. The parity. So the top tier of the East is better than the top my, tier my of the West. Is, the lower, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my question weird. is, has Auburn ever finished last in the West in this current configuration of no, the SEC? No, it, it, won't, it won't happen twice. Twice. No. Has it ever happened once? No. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm asking. <laughs> but then again, when Auburn destroys Missouri this week, you know, then we'll be talking different next week. And what was the conversation we're talking about next week? Comparing parody. the parity between the East and the SEC. West. Boom. Can't let's, wait. Let's move on. We got to go up north, not to the team up north, my friends. We're going to go over to Ohio. No, I'm going to get to them in a minute. You want to talk about the team up north? In a minute. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Big game, first game for the – Wisconsin's not ranked. Ohio State, obviously – is the best in the best in the Big Ten? Who is the what fl- is this face that you're making? Who was the flunky that kicked the crap out of Wisconsin week one? Week two. Week two. Who was it? Um, that was uh, Washington State. Washington State went into Wisconsin. Woo. 17-14. Not kicked the crap out of. No, nah, they didn't kick the crap out of them. They won. It's Washington State. Who's three and zero? If they've got. If they, it's the Pac-12, 10, whatever the hell they want to call it. If they've got one more point than Wisconsin, they the kick Washington the crap State, out of them. The, the, the team that fired their coach because he wouldn't get the COVID shot? Yes. That they is, They got yeah. a new coach, right? Well, apparently a really good yeah. one. Wow. Now, Ohio State, Wisconsin. I, I bring this up because I want you to have your day of fame on this show, my man. Ripper, give it to me. What's going to happen in this game? Does Wisconsin stand a chance against Ohio State? Absolutely. And I'm going to go back to week one, Ohio State, Notre Dame. We were talking about that. Everybody's like, yeah, it's going to be, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. No, you got to play the game. Uh, last season, Wisconsin had finished the season with the number one ranked defense in the country. Best defense in the country. What, did you, what was the first, How did you start that? How did you start that statement? Last year? Last year. Now we're talking. This year, they've got the eighth scoring defense in the country after three weeks. They have a they have a solid defense. Jim Leonard is their defensive coordinator, uh, former um, Baltimore Raven. Solid dude, great coach. He's going to have that team ready to play. Where's the, the offensive game? line? Is it in Madison? No, it's at Ohio State. Seven thirty. The spread right now is eighteen points. Ohio State covers that walk. I just looked again. It's moved. No, it's, it's moved up. Okay. It's eighteen. They well, win you that know what? walk hey, away. Hey, Rebel, you're going to get your moment in the sun. Give me a second. So, <laughs> I love it. This Give is going to be. A good game. It's going to be close in the first half, but overall, the, I, I believe you. But overall, the talent for Ohio State, the ability to open up the ground game through the passing game, is going to be the difference in this. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't. I don't think Ohio State covers that 18 uh, point spread. I'm going to go with it's 35 to 21. And let me throw a little extra carrot in there. It's a 7.30 game, so those Buckeyes are going to be ripe <laughs> when, when they get in the stands. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Buckeye fan. I know you are. So I know you are. I'm, think, just, I'm just trying to be I can real. appreciate your 
your book kindness. You know, your your just enough pessimism to keep it grounded. I like it. Well, it's true. As, I'm, as, I mean, as a passing fan that don't have a dog in that fight, Ohio State kicks the dog crap out yeah. of them. Do I want to see 77 away. or nothing? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Now, yeah, so Ohio State mm-hmm. has the talent. We're really banged up right now, honestly. Yeah, but they still have a lot of talent, a lot of depth receiving. Yeah. Night game passing, in the horseshoe. Ohio State wins this big. Yeah, it'll be... It'll, I mean, I would say they could probably cover the spread, but, you know, I don't really look at spreads that much. I just go for... Yeah. But know, as long as we win, up. we're moving on, and that's what is most important. That's all that matters to you, yeah, man. <laughs> so what's going on in the NFL? No, just, not ready yet. Oh, that's right. I have... We only have, like... We're actually going on to what the fun next, so... Yeah. <laughs> all right, so this will be, this will be quick. So... This is me being Are you an trying analyst. to tell us about the team up, up yeah, north? Yeah, the team up north. Who's Michigan, that? upset alert against Maryland. They destroyed Maryland last week. Uh, right now, Maryland's 3-0. and um, Tua's brother, Talia. He's playing good. He is. Six touchdowns, two interceptions, but he's like 78% completion percentage. They've got three <laughs> running backs that are averaging over nine yards a carry right now. And I think... This is the one opportunity where Michigan's going to overlook them. They have played weak teams so far to start the season. They are leading the country in points. They are like fourth in the country in points against. But watch out. Upset alert. Maryland in the the big house. Beats Michigan. Over Michigan. My man Rebel is laughing over here. So so let let me give you Maryland's schedule. The first three games, Buffalo, Charlotte, and SMU. So my point with saying that is They're not I'm not ready. I'm not I'm not saying Maryland won't pull the upset. Maryland is one of those teams that's always sneaky and every year they, they jump up and I just gotta pull it off. Man. But what I would say is I couldn't throw statistics at this game based off the schedule they have played thus far. But quite frankly, between you I and this this table and microphone, I would love to see it happen. Yeah, but <laughs> and here's the thing. Michigan hasn't played anybody either, and that's a big reason why they are leading the country in scoring and fourth in the country in defense. Great team. Michigan is a better team, but, you know, sometimes you get those gut feelings. I'm probably going to be made a fool out of this one, no, but to, I'm going to go your with point, it. To your point, Michigan is Colorado State, Hawaii, and Connecticut, and they are tied with James Madison as being the top scoring offense in the country right now. Chopper, hit me, man. What do you think about this game, or do you not care because it's not SEC? What game are we even talking about? <laughs> Michigan. I really got lost. Michigan versus Maryland. Oh, my God. I went to sleep. Sorry. Um, Michigan big. I had Michigan pants. And so I'm going Michigan big. You got Michigan pants? Yeah. I knew I didn't like you for a reason. And that is why he's going Michigan. All right, so Rebel, I don't know if you ever make it this far in the show when you listen, because most people don't. But this is the best part of the show. It's called, what's it called? What What the the fuck? Okay, what the fuck? It's a what the fuck moment from last week or in the past. Or whenever it could be anything, but it's got to be sports related. Okay, so let's go ahead and have my man you, you Ripper. Ripper's going to do the first. What the fuck? Get a little primer for you. We're going to do a primer. All right, so here's, here's my what the fuck moment for the night. <laughs> it's the best part of the, the show. The Cleveland Browns have an opportunity to go go two and zero for the first time in 29 years. Have a 13 point lead with a minute 30 left to go. 
What the fuck, Joe Woods, the Browns defensive coordinator? How are you going to let them drive down with Joe Flacco, score a touchdown, <laughs> get the onside kick, and then go score another touchdown? You should be 2-0. and You're 1-1. One and one. Joe Woods, what the fuck? What the fuck, Joe Woods? Go ahead. What the fuck? Yeah, so last week in the, in the Auburn-Penn State game, it appeared to me that uh, Penn State – and maybe the Big Ten speed has finally caught up with the SEC, maybe even surpassed. What the fuck? What the fuck? Are you, know you getting the Big Ten props, huh? Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know what no, to do No, there's right a now. hug going on. I don't even know on. how to handle this. There's this is, a hug this is going on. Right now. The guys what? that are talking ah. sports show. <laughs> I saw it, and I'm like, whoa. I wish, we had, right I wish we had this on film. <laughs> I totally wish we had this on film. What the fuck? Rebel. The that Rebel. wasn't biased. We were that being was, legit. Yeah, you know? So follow yeah. kind yeah. of the... the, the uh, so what's your what the fuck moment? I'm about to give Rebel. you one, man. So to follow, to give you a little backdrop, as someone who told the NFL to go stick it five or six years ago, that was a Carolina Panthers fan. David Tepper, by the way, is the worst owner in the NFL, who once was a Washington Redskins fan, and I don't even know what's going on up there now that has come back around to the NFL because of the play of one Joe Burrow and my wife's family of being a Cincinnati Bengal. My what they the sound is Ohio. this is you went out, you revamped your line to allow Joe Burrow to get sacked 13, I think it is, times in two weeks. You went out. They only have one starting offensive lineman on that from the Super Bowl team still on that because we revamped our line, and he is running for his life and will not make it out of this season unless they do something. What the fuck did you do in the offseason to, quote, revamp this line? Or not what, the fuck? what the fuck? <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals, what the fuck? <laughs> Amber. They need to recruit, like, or they not recruit. They need to draft. They need to find people to come in. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm befuddled by it. I mean, you got this guy who got you from into the Super Bowl when they nobody saw it coming. You should have dropped every coin you had in protecting this guy. That's and what they do. That's what they do around all the great quarterbacks. You know, they always have a. Good line to protect him. I don't care how good your skill positions are. If in his second step, he's somebody's in his face, he never can get him the ball, and that's the end. Or they're saying he holds the ball too long. Well, when you're running for your life 50 yards to the sideline, guess what? You're going to hold the ball too long. What the fuck? <laughs> that's a good first what the fuck. You came up with that on the fly. This guy did not even get the show notes. Yeah, that's good stuff. What the fuck? All right. My what the fuck, ready? Georgia has a defense everyone raved about. Uh, Georgia has a defense everyone raves about preseason and all season last year. They were raving about Georgia's defense, right? But what about this year's team? They were like, everyone said, oh, they lost too many players. What they lose? Nine starters to the NFL, something like that. So everyone said, you know what? If they're depleted, they're not going to be doing that well. Nobody gave these guys any props whatsoever. Through week three, last season, Georgia had 23 points scored on them. 23 points only. Everyone was like, holy crap, these guys are in beast mode, right? This season, through three games, how many points do they have scored? 10 11, points. 10, yeah. 10 points scored. Three in one game, 
seven last week against Carolina, giving props for getting a touchdown against their fourth string. Whatever, but what the fuck, Kirby Smart? <laughs> what are you doing on defense at Georgia that you have a better defense this year Will than you did last him. year? What the fuck? And so now I gotta look at Ripper and go, what the fuck are you smoking? It's a joke, man. It's a hey, joke. Hey, Will Muschamp is a great defensive coordinator. He is. Now, I wish. So, whenever Florida had Will Muschamp over there, he was they, they had a really good defense for several years after that, right? Yeah. He been, I mean. He got a de- he, he, defensive coordinator at Auburn. He has a good yeah. defensive mind, yeah, right? He's good. So, I think we do. I think. <clears throat> What are you looking at, Ripper? Trying to get Candy's attention. It's about time for her to go. Oh, okay. She'll be doing it in a minute. Don't worry. Are you telling us last call? We do have a last call segment on the show. Yeah, show them. I'll help you out. It's Here called Last Call Segment. Last Call! Oh, there it goes. <laughs> we got this oh, last. I got you. I, and I, yeah. I've got you that right off So the top. we started doing a last call segment of this show as well. That's how we wrap things up on Guys in the Bar Dragon Sports. This guy's he's not new. He's been he's been with the show since he's the season OG. one. He's the OG. But we kind of changed some things a little bit to I make like it, it more flow. I like it. You know? I like it. Last I, I call. like being thrown at my feet late. So, I like it. Well, we're going to start with Rebel. Let's do it. I'm Who's good. your favorite player of all time and why? One minute, go. All right, so college-wise, again, I understand this is pick a, one. It could be anybody. No, this is a college football okay. player. It's a homer pick, obviously. you got to go that way who you follow. And it is one Armonte Edwards at Appalachian State University. Never and, heard of him. And why, well, you should. <laughs> because let me tell you why. Because in his time there, what did he manage to do? He won three national championships, okay? And amongst those three national championships, he was a quarterback that had a 154.5 quarterback rating for the four years he was there. While he was there, he threw for 10,372 yards, 72 touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, he's a quarterback who rushed for 4,300 yards and 65 touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. That is Tim Tebow-type numbers, but because it was FCS, nobody ever really knew. I know a lot of folks who didn't like the Panthers trading up to get him. They tried to make him a wide receiver. It didn't work out. He went to Canada and won a Grey Cup in the conversation. Tebow didn't pass for that many yards, and he didn't rush for that many yards. And that that is almost a what-the-fuff moment for me. (laughs) (laughs) You trying to merge the two segments or what? Chopper, give it to me, man. What? Favorite player of all time? And yeah. why? Vince Jackson. Tell me more. Greatest player ever in college football. Great play? Auburn. Okay, you got to explain Position. this for our listeners. Man. <laughs> Running cool. back. Okay. Vince Jackson. Over Bo. Yes. Oh, that's Bo. That's Bo. <laughs> there you go. Ain't nobody know that. That's Bo. <laughs> Good one. I got you good. I got you good. I got you good. I like that. I don't need to explain, do I? Bo. Bo knows, right? Vince knows. Bo knows. All right. And, I mean, played baseball, too. Absolutely insane. Yeah, probably the best athlete that's ever played. Uh, everything if he didn't get his leg ripped off right. by the Cincinnati if you, Bengals. If you ask right. me, not my favorite player, but the greatest college player of all time, it's Bo Jackson or Barry Sanders. So, I mean, so no, you can't argue with that either. Great hey, players. Great segue. So, I'm going to do mine, and then you're okay, going to take us you. out of here, Ripper. Almost a great so, segue. My 
Well, we, we're, we don't have Brookie DC here to do segues, okay? Good I mean, Brookie DC is our segue master, you know? He's the one that kind of changes subjects. So, my favorite player of all time obviously needs no explanation why. Aaron, no, no. Aaron Hernandez. Oh, Lord. Aaron Hernandez. There's no explaining that. Jesse Palmer, because he's on TV. No, no, no. Tom Brady. I mean, he's the best player that's ever played the game. I'm a New England Patriots fan. He's given us lots and lots and lots of good years, and I still root for him even at Tampa Bay. I grew up in Florida, so I have a little bit of a leeway on Tampa Bay, but Tom Brady, great. Still doing well. 46 years old or 45 years old? 45. 45 years old. I mean, come on. There's no way that you can't say this is the this is the go. Everyone knows that. But he's my favorite player of all time. So, he went to the team up up north as well, or upstairs, the team up north. He stairs. played at Michigan. Yeah. From so. California. So, so having followed Brady, I'm going to put this little blurb in there. There are people saying that Cooper Rush for the Cowboys is the next Tom Brady that comes out of nowhere, runs a marquee quarterback off, and wrecks Hey, Rebel, are you going to let me talk tonight or not? What is your take on that? I next have no week. idea. We shall <laughs> go see. Ahead. Let's talk about the next week. Ripper, take us away. Take us home, baby. All right, here we go. So, my my favorite player of all time is the 5-foot, 8-inch, 205-pound running back who played college at Oklahoma State Very his senior finished. year. He had over 2,600 yards and 37 touchdowns. He played for the Detroit Lions. He had an atrocious line, but he still ran for over 2,000 yards in a season. And this is what I love the most about him. When he would score a touchdown, he would just hand the ball to the ref, and then he'd go back to the sidelines. When it would, when, when a contract dispute wasn't really working out for him, he's like, you know what, it's fine, I'm done, I'm retired. Ten years in the league, 15,000 yards, one if not the greatest running backs of all time. And boy, was he fun to watch. I would have given anything to see him play for a different team. I would have if he went to Dallas, oh my God. New York, back then, New York, Washington, wow. San Francisco. Can you Green imagine? Bay. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. But All right, take us away, man. Close out the show, my friend. All right, well, hey, that's it for tonight for Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. If you like the show and you want to help the guys grow the show, go ahead and go to your podcatcher and subscribe to the show. Then you could also write us a review and give us five stars. If you do that, it'll help us grow the show. You could also join our Facebook group, which allows you to have camaraderie with other sports fans all over the country. You might even get a free beer out of it. So go ahead and join that group as well. And then check out our Substack, which is Guys of the Bar Talking Sports.substack.com for weekly articles and the Ripper Report.